What is going on, everybody? <clears throat> Matt Major, Matt Major show. Doing a little uh, impromptu special. I guess you'd call it test show. I got Tuttle joining us. Let's see if I can get him on the screen. If I can hit the right. There we go. Oh, there we go. Hey. There he is. Live from Florida. The the one and only Tuttle. Now, I got to tell you, the background, you know, it adds a little bit of ambiance with the bubbling in the background. It just seems like one big, big long, consistent bong rip being going on. Fair enough. Fair like, enough. With, like from a very lazy toker, like, you know, some guy that's just so high, he doesn't have enough energy to, to you know, muster up to be able to inhale. <laughs> that's an interesting observation, Tuttle. Well, I mean, it's better. I have an old white trash box fan in the background behind me. So, I mean, well, I'm yeah. not doing any better. You know, I've seen you. I don't know. What is this spot? This is like a, a porch or like yeah, a... Like I mean, there's nothing really here to do. I mean, they just got a bunch of tables and stuff like that. Sure. And, and the reason I ask is because I've seen you do a lot of your streams from here. And honestly, I think it's a good, it's a well-lit, it's a it's a decent space you got there. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it looks like, you know, just any old given front porch of a southerner. Could be Louisiana, <laughs> could be Florida, who knows. <laughs> I hear you, man. So, listen, Tuttle, I wanted to... I'm, I'm glad you were able to join us on, on very short notice. You know, I texted uh -huh. you last night, and the whole idea here is the plan is to start up the Matt Major show again on a regular basis, and I haven't said that out loud to anybody, so it's interesting to hear myself say that. But there's a lot of things, there's a lot of uh, ducks we need to get in a row to do that, and that's always seems to be the case. And it always seems to be, uh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Finally, I was like, fuck it, I'm, I'm just going to do it. And I'm not launching full-time right now, so I'm not, I'm not saying that. But, you know, before we do this full-time again, i got to work some kinks out. And we need oh, to do some test shows and, and need to make sure all the, the systems and the technology work. So uh, I'm going to do this, obviously, today. We'll try to do it again next week. So, and, so when, was, when was the last time you actually hosted a show on a regular basis? Because I, I, I only ask because yeah. I do feel like radio people can get rusty if they're not doing it after a little while. Absolutely, and that's that's been my problem. You know, the, the, the Matt Major show daily that we used to do that ran on Bubba was a couple of years ago now. That being said, last year... I did a show with Billionaire. We did the Weekender show on Friday uh, evenings, and that went pretty well for a while until the world went to shit. So, but but it's been a while. So I'm excited. I've wanted to get back to it. You know, I have a big following on social, and we get going on a lot of topics there. And it's like, man, I just I want to talk about this on a show. Typing about it for hours at a time, you know, sometimes really gets to you, but. Now, now let me ask you. So, so what? What is your vision? What is your vision for the show? What where do you see it going? Is it is it going to be like a uh, hosh posh of all types of stuff? 
or is it going to be all political or is it going to i mean what is your vision so that's that's a wonderful question and thank you for teeing me up without me even putting the prep in front of you because that was the first thing on the list the you know the whole goal here excuse me in the long run i want to help people and oh you want to be like uh uh hips or oprah no not quite um (laughs) (laughs) i I would it would be cool yeah well i mean it would be cool if you know i could just give away lots of shit to my audience that part would be fun but you know what i want to do because i've debated exactly that you know i want to get back into this but what do i want to do I'm in a bunch of businesses. Do I make just straight business content? Do I not get into any controversy or, or things like that? And then I, I realize that the controversial stuff that I talk about, the politics and things like that, that A, I'm most knowledgeable about, uh, and B, that people like the most, seems silly to cut out. So the, Well, you're kind of, you, you know, if you're, see, see, because a lot of people don't realize this, okay? See, you should have started this when Trump was in there because not a lot of people realize like Rush Limbaugh's ratings are always better when there's a Democrat oh, in yeah. the White House because he has something to bitch about. And I could only imagine the type of content we would get for four years of you and, and, and a, a Trump administration. Well, uh, I'll tell you that although I am definitely a lefty and I voted for Biden, I'm not very happy with the Democrats, so no, I, I'm, I'm going to have a, a, a solid amount of content for the next four years. But, you know, talking about trying to figure out what to do for a show again, I, I debated on a bunch of things. I was going to call it a different show. I was going to do a different format and things like that. And I said, you know what? I'm a big Gary V fan. I know you're a Gary V fan. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Gary talks about being your true self. And Gary's a guy who swears a lot. He says fuck every other word like I do. Oh, and he yeah. and he does it in business meetings with Fortune 50 companies. And and people ask him, you know, Gary, you're you're a little abrasive. People don't necessarily like you swearing. What's, you know, what's the deal? And he always sticks to, you know, be your true self. This is this is you. This is how you are. Reality of you, honesty uh, will go a lot farther than anything else. And in thinking about those things, I said, you know what? We're going to stick with the Matt Major show. It's going to be primarily hosted by myself with some guest hosts, and that's my idea rather than the previous format where I had Phil and Bellionaire and, you know, standing daily hosts. Yeah. We're going to really make it the Matt Major show, and it's going to be a little bit all over the place because like every other person, it's all over the place. And this is a show, not to sound like Bubba, but it's a show that's going to be about me, the things that I'm interested in, which are politics and current events. It's also entertainment and comedy uh, and business. So we're going to talk a lot about ways that everyday people can make extra money. We're going to talk about the content business. And actually, I want to I want to talk about you in, in your efforts in the content business in a few minutes, Tuttle. And, and we're going to talk about these different things. Eventually, we might talk about frogs and fish because I'm a big aquarium hobbyist. So it's it's there's going to be a, a a variety, but it's going to be all Matt and the various things that I'm interested in. Well, what's your favorite reptile or amphibian then? If you're if you're into that type of stuff. Oh, you know what? I I've I've gotten into frogs lately. You know, I've been into yeah. uh, fish for a long time. I've I've kept fish of all sorts, and I recently got into well, recently a year or two ago. 
I discovered that you could buy tadpoles on eBay. Oh yeah, well I can get you those in Florida all day. Oh uh, well, I, can, I I could get those for you. What what I've learned the Florida ones they're all Cuban tree frogs, uh, which is okay, because yeah. they're kind of cool, but they're they're invasive. They're all over Florida. That's why you can get those so easily. Now, but now I, can you get a frog? I mean, could you get one and raise one? One of those ones that you can get high off of? Because I think it would be <laughs> so cool. Like if you brought your buddies over, it's like, hey, you want to get high? You're like, yeah, and you and you just reach into the aquarium and, and pull out a frog and be like, lick this. I, you know what? I've never, I've I've never really thought about that exactly, Tuttle. That's interesting. A psychedelic frog that might be a whole other market. I mean, how badass would that be? You and your buddies come over and you're, and you're like, nobody, none of your bros would be like, oh yeah, I've had, you know, poisonous tree frogs that are gonna make me uh, trip. No, nobody's ever had it. Just reach in. It's self-service. Hey, let's come lick some frogs, man. Yes. That could be a party. That could be a, that could be a new trend. I like oh, it. Yeah. But uh, high licking toads. But you know, one of the other things that we're going to do is uh, to talk about content a little bit. Is I'm going to execute a new content strategy, and I say well, that. I'm interested to hear this. Yeah. And I say that as I realize that I haven't updated my title on Twitch, and and we're technically in the wrong category. So um, oh. I'm going to do that as we talk. Oh, so so we're on Twitch right now. I got to be careful. We are. Well, I mean, you don't have to be that careful, but. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I know the buzzwords you can or cannot say that are going to, you know, get you in trouble. Was... Yeah. Yeah. So it's... can I ask a question? Sure. Why? Go right ahead. Know, before the show started, you got your little artwork and everything. What made you? Because I've, I've gone through my longer hair phase. I mean, because the <laughs> picture beforehand, you you were short hair, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the mat that I remember first. You know, bringing being a part of my attention, and and now you decided to go with the longer hair. Uh, midlife crisis. What what's going on? Here? Yeah, I mean, kinda. You know what's funny? <clears throat> I have been waiting. You are the first person who's actually addressed this. And I haven't said anything about it. I haven't done anything. I've just been waiting for somebody to say, holy fuck, why is your hair long? Yeah. Uh, so here's how, basically, in, in a nutshell, I haven't paid for a haircut since 1999. And what I mean by that is, in 1999, I went to Walmart. I paid $20 for a real nice set of wall <laughs> electric clippers. Hey, you- haircuts at walmart no 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 i didn't i i bought i bought a set of clippers at walmart and every girlfriend and and now wife yeah well i mean they do have beauty salon and but but no i bought clippers and every girlfriend and now wife i've ever had has just done the straight buzz cut with the clippers i've done that for over 20 years when covid hit and we're we're stuck in the house. We're not leaving the house for months at a time. You know, I needed a haircut, and I just let it go. And then after a while, it was like uh, I, my hair's never been this long ever in my life. So I'm like, you uh, get through that awkward phase. Like, yeah, I, I, I've grown my hair. Up. My hair was like all the way past my shoulders. Oh shit, way down. And and you got to get through that awkward phase. And once you get to a certain point, it's like, all right, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. And and the other issue is like it's it's starting to thin a little bit on top, and so I'm I'm reaching that part of life which I'm not very excited about. So I said, "Fuck it, we're gonna let it grow." And and honestly, who knows? I I, I may just pop on one day and you'll see me just shaved off again, like I always was, because I'm sick of it. But 
I'm trying something. I honestly don't know how, how it's going to work or, or how long it's going to go, but I, I'm kind of liking it right now. Do you want me to tell you what you're missing? You let the hair grow out as long as you can in the back. But if you're saying the hair is going, you know, when Hogan's hair used to start to go, he's got that skullet, you know, he's got the yep. hair missing in the middle. You leave that with the long hair. I'm telling you right now, you will be the biggest goddamn thing on TikTok of, <laughs> of all time. Could you imagine somebody talking politics? It's got the Hogan skullet going on and the long Jesus flowing locks in the back. Oh, my God. You never know, man. Any Anything is possible. I did want to mention real quick because we started talking about the content strategy and I wanted to talk about that for just a minute and then I want to get into some other topics. But the the new thing I'm going to try, again, going back to Gary V, I'm, I'm going to be using what they call the Gary V content model. And I'll be honest, yeah, I don't I don't know that he yeah. invented it. Um, Do you think it's too much, though? The, no. The content? No? Not at all. And the reason why is the same thing that he says, and I, I wholeheartedly believe this. There's no such thing as blasting too much. You used to think there was, and it's like, well, I'm I'm hammering these people. I'm bothering these people because I'm making posts on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and all this shit every three minutes. But it doesn't matter because of their algorithms. And their whole point of the algorithm is to only show a post to somebody if somebody gives a shit about it. So you, Tuttle, may only see one out of every ten things that I put out there. And ideally, if these algorithms are working right, it's the one article that has to do with something that you like. So I don't have a problem at all. The other the other thing is, you know, you're one post away from something huge. And, and I've done that many times, and I'm sure you've seen that. You'll post things all day long. It gets the same amount of traffic or it gets none at all. And then one day out of nowhere, some random thing you put out there gets shared by 10,000 people. It's you got to You got to have those opportunities. It's like playing the lottery. You know, you can't win if you're not playing. So like, like, for example, I'll give you an example. Like I'll sit there and write and try to write out tweets or do something like that. And it'll take me a really long time. And, and yeah. I'll only get maybe one, two likes, maybe a couple of retweets. And then I take a dumb picture of a sunrise out yep. here at the Hobo Fish Camp. And that thing gets like 60, 70 retweets, a couple hundred favorites. And I'm like, that, God damn it. That's the thing. That's crazy. And that's the reason you got to put that out. And, and to that effect, the the whole thing that I'm going to do is there's going to be a new podcast feed up for the Matt Major Show once we're, we're rolling every day. But there's actually going to be two. There's going to be the full episodes feed, and then there's going to be a clips feed. And the reason I'm separating them is because the clips are going to be segments of the full episode. And I don't want to put them in the same feed because if you're a listener, you don't want to listen to a whole episode and then the same thing in a bunch of pieces. You know what I mean? But I'm going to carve up each episode into a bunch of pieces for a number of reasons. And one, as I was saying previously, this show is going to be a little all over the place. It's going to be on different topics. We're going to talk about business, and there's going to be conservative people that hate my fucking political views that want nothing to do with a whole episode of me but would maybe like to hear about the marketing tips or something that we do in an interview. And for that reason, we're going to carve up all these things. So after we're done with each episode, I'm going to go in, I'm going to put up the full episode as a podcast, but then I'm going to carve up all the segments. So each news story we talk about, it's going to be its own segment. It's going to be its own post with its own title and text that ideally will draw in uh, a crowd. 
I all right. All right, I see. I see what you're doing here. So, so like, on is this going to be on three one five live? Everything's going to be there. Everything will be on three one five live, but also just like you, you know, based on YouTube and and iTunes for the podcasts and all those things. So, so, so basically, all right. Now, tell me how far off base I am here. So, like, say we're talking about a certain topic. Okay, we're talking about the trade war between America and China, and and you have a segment of that. Maybe you'll take that clip, put it on a separate page or whatever, with maybe other other associated like news stories about it yep. or, or stuff like that. I mean, am I off basis? Nope, nope. You're you're on there, and you know the whole idea here. If you notice anybody that's successful, and we keep talking about Gary Vee, but but anybody, a, a news outlet, you'll notice that you know as you flip through the local news station. You see each individual story. You don't just see the 6 p.m. news. And the reason is that's what's hot and that's what's topical. And by breaking those out into individual stories and individual posts on the website, you know, somebody who's interested in uh, the election and is Googling the election will find our article just like they find anything else. <coughs> Excuse me. But, okay. you know, they're not going to sit through an hour-long podcast for a five-minute story that they're interested in. You know what I mean? So the idea is to draw them in with something they're interested in, and then hopefully they go, oh, this guy's cool. I like his take or I like his personality or whatever. Let's see what else he does, and, and ideally you grow the audience that way. Um, now, have you, and, and this is just asking, you're talking about smaller clips and stuff. Sure. I, I, I just recently learned that, Twitter has this Twitter audio thing now where you can like post like two and a half minute uh, audio clips and stuff. Do you think that they'll ever make it where you can maybe upload just straight audio? Because right now they'll only let you record it. But I'm trying to think of the best way to use that to my advantage when yeah. it comes to what I'm trying to do. I've, I've seen a little bit of that. I haven't played with it. <clears throat> one option that I th thought of that I saw in one of those streams was an audio only stream almost like the you know the the online radio that we did traditionally oh, Twitter did that I think it would be humongous I I really really do because not a lot of people radio guys they yeah I mean video is nice but a lot of them just love the mystique uh, of just doing audio only yeah they do and and honestly though I I think that's a mistake for them to only do audio especially Oh, yeah. Given how easy it is for us to do video, you know, what we're going to do here, I'm going to take this video, I'm going to trim the episode, do whatever, I'm going to cut up the pieces like I talked about in the different segments, but then I have all these video clips. It's very easy. It's literally one button click for me to generate an audio file of each of those. And, you know, people that want to listen to podcasts, they're traditionally, we've done radio, we've done talk, That's they're going to be able to find that as well. All right, so you've been doing podcasts a little bit more, and I and and if you if you, I I won't get in way in too deep of it, but I coming from broadcasting to podcasting, I've had to learn to to not freak out if I don't have a good day when it comes to downloads because yeah. I'm thinking oh well a lot of people didn't like this show that's not the case because. The thing about podcasts is people can watch it or listen to it at their own convenience. Is, is that the right. way you have to look at it now? You Well, first of all, you got to look at anything in this, uh, I'll say, content game 
as a slow burn. Yeah. And what I mean by that is it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how big you are. I mean, there's some exceptions, but they're very rare. It's going to take a while for you to get to a point to where you're flowing, to where you've got a base audience. Shout I out to the... See that though. I've only been doing it since March, and the growth has has almost tripled since the beginning. Yeah. The big thing with all of this is consistency. And, and I that's, do it every day. That's, that's why I was so excited that you did start doing a daily show, because I think that's the right way to go. What people want and what all these platforms want, even Twitch... If you're on Twitch, you know, you want to make partner and things like this, they have requirements for how much to actually stream. They want you to be out there all the time. And that's the thing. You know, you got to put in the work. There's a lot of folks, myself included, who have thought, you know, we'll do one good show for five minutes, and it'll be awesome, and we're going to have a massive audience. And it just doesn't work that way. Tuds, look like you locked up. You still there, buddy? Looks like maybe it's coming back. Toto! Oh no! All right, we'll get Tuttle back in a second, hopefully. Everything else is streaming well. I don't know why it wouldn't do that, but hey, I guess this is the point of a test show. Let's see. Come on. We'll get Tuttle back in a second here. Hopefully. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna disconnect him and reconnect him. See if that works. Oh, we got the Skype sound. Gotta love the Skype sound. Did we get him? I think we got him. Oh there we go. That nah, happens. I don't know what happened there. As I was saying, this is the, the point of a test show, I guess, right? <laughs> but uh, what what were we talking about before we... We were talking about uh, splitting up the content and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and we lost him again. We'll get him back. There he is. There we go. I'm back. No, we were talking about the content, what you're wanting to do, and being consistent. Yeah, so uh, consistency is is the key. And uh, what I was starting to say is, you know, uh, there's a lot of times, a lot of people, they put stuff out there, and you get frustrated because nobody watches. That's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And and it's going to happen for a long time. The reason that, you know, you want to put this out there, like you say, is this lives in a feed, in an archive. And especially in the world of podcasting, when somebody discovers you for the first time, they go subscribe to your podcast because they jumped in at episode 40. Now they're going go, to go back. You know, just like you discovered a favorite TV show, you're going to check out the previous seasons. So <laughs> a guy in chat says, Tuttle's cord from the neighbor's trailer just got disconnected by a golf cart. <laughs> yeah. I can could, I could definitely see. No, 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 no. I mean, the Wi-Fi is brand new here. Now, hey, what's good upload speeds? Because the guy was over 14 megabytes. I have a 1,000. Oh, yeah, because I'm sure <laughs> you pay for, like, pretty high. I got 
I've got fiber, and uh, I've I've jacked it up as high as you can. I ironically, uh, you know, I do IT work, and none of my business clients have as much bandwidth as I do for my home office. But <laughs> that's just a nerd brag right there. <laughs> but, yeah, you're floss. My high-speed internet connection is way better than yours. Yeah, but but I'm happy with it. So so there's that. Uh, so, let's. So with three one five live now, how long have, how long have you been doing three one five live? This is something I want to talk about. Yeah, so that's been around for going on five years now, and you know, there's been many iterations of it. I'm gonna put it up on the screen here if I can, maybe, maybe not. It just there we go. Hey, this is why this is a test show. Oh, I can see it on the screen behind you. Oh my God, you were just on Pornhub. I can see it in the back. <laughs> now I made sure to close all that shit. All right, so if I flip that around, and what we're doing, we're running multiple computers here to do this the right way, and and we'll see if that really works. There we go. There we go. But yeah, three one five live has been around for for a while. There's been some different iterations of it right and and right now what it is as you can see is an aggregate of a lot of shows i look so i look like such a <laughs> uh, predator in that photo like it's like that photo of me in the car with the thumbs up it's like all right i'm outside the playground of the elementary school let's make this quick oh jeez but that one yeah it's like all right you know I got, I'm, I'm holding my thumb up with this hand, but the other hand has got an ether rag in it. So. Yeah. The idea here is, you know, to just take a bunch of good content and get a bunch of people on there and, and kind of develop an audience of a wide variety. And I haven't put a lot of effort uh, into it, or as much as I should anyway, because I've just had a lot of other things going on. But... This thing has been growing on its own because there's there's new content literally daily. Kind of self-contained too, right? Because I've noticed like everything's kind of automated when when it gets yes. posted up there. Like you guys automatically just grab the feed and it automatically makes the page, correct? Yeah, and that's that's one of the big advantages to having this set up this way. And that's that's one of the things that I actually offer for a lot of other broadcasters. It's a service that I offer in the technology business to, to automate these things. But yeah, it's totally automated. So the way it works is you or any of our other shows post your episode on your podcast feed because we do pick up both audio and the video from your YouTube feeds. As soon as those post, the website picks it up, it creates the post, puts it on the site, then blasts it out to all our social medias automatically, and it's it's ready to drive people there. Yeah, like automatically, like I'll put up an episode and like five minutes later, yeah. check out episode 255 of the Total Daily Podcast. Yeah, and that's the type of automation as a, a one or, or uh, a couple man business as I have been for a while that I wouldn't be able to do this stuff at all if, if it weren't for those types of tools. So it works great. But going forward, you know, this is going to be the home base of the Matt Major show. There will be a lot of resources on it. <clears throat> that we can get to and, and, uh, you know, hopefully spread. The idea is to all these different shows, drive your people to it and it exposes them to all the other shows. It's really kind of helping each other going back to that original kind of what I'm looking to do is, yeah, is to help people. 
you know, a lot of people, a lot of podcasters don't know, like radio went in that, that direction where, especially working on an FM talk radio station at Real Radio 104.1 and 102.5 The Bone, is that they learned, like, all right, let's take our very popular day parts and let's promote the other day parts that aren't doing that great yeah. so we can all be better. Yeah, that's that's absolutely it. The other thing that I've been working on, just to mention it real quick, is this this new venture called the Merch Link. And what this is, this is an online store. And, of course, I go to the wrong link. <clears throat> this is an online store. And I did this for a couple of reasons. One, again, to help people, there's a lot of influencers, there's a lot of bands, there's a lot of artists that are trying to monetize their efforts with merchandise. And their ways to do it are kind of shitty, to be honest. A lot of these do-it-yourself sites, it's great because in 30 seconds you can pop up a T-shirt and have it for sale to your fans. But, you know, the quality is iffy. And also, what you get out of it from a lot of these places, even Amazon. Amazon will let you, they'll actually print T-shirts for you and send them out. You make a solid two and a half to three dollars on the twenty dollar plus purchase that your your fan invests in your T-shirt in that situation, and I think that's just shitty. So, yeah, I've built this this site, the Merch Link. The idea is to work with a lot of these influencers and a lot of these folks to provide them a way to sell uh, a higher quality and a wider variety of custom merch, and they'll make more. You know, they'll they'll get to keep considerably more of the proceeds from the sale, which is the whole point, right? If you're trying to monetize, let's, let's actually make some money on it. So in addition to that, we've got some funny stuff, some fashion design, some novelty type of clothing, and, and we're having fun with it. I'm having fun with it. This is very new to me because I've been a business guy for a long time but I've always been a professional services guy. So I started out in the IT world when I was 14 years old at working at Customized Computer Shop in Frankfurt. Started my own computer services business when I was 18. And I've lived on that pretty much since, doing web development and doing you know computer services, networking and, and things like that. And the sales cycle on that sucks. Let me just tell you right now. Takes a while. There's... there's no customer that you pick up in that business that you don't engage with for at least three months before any money changes hands. So there's always multiple meetings and discoveries and proposals and revisions and, and all these things. It's a very long cycle to even get a new customer before you can even do your job. Sounds uh, like dating and trying to meet a woman. Oh, it is. It's, it's, you it, put in a lot of time before you get any ass, and it's like... You're not even guaranteed you could put in all this work. And it's like the girl's like, uh-uh, I don't see no ring on this finger. 100%. 100%. So, but that's been my world for, for 20 years in business, and I've made my living and fed my family that way and done pretty well, honestly. But, you know, as this COVID thing hits and, and we're spending all the time at home and, and doing all these things, you got to stay busy to, to keep yourself just in a good mental state. That's so. I, I've launched this, again, as an effort to help other people, but also this is a cool learning experience for me because I've never tried to sell a consumer product. I've never tried to sell anything to a person 
you know, that wasn't uh, one of these in-depth services. So I am learning a ton about the, the B2C, the, the, you know, business to consumer world. And I'm learning a ton about marketing outside of the types of things that I've normally done. So just as a learning experience and something to do, I'm very excited about this. But the opportunities for it, I think, are endless. And, you know, if I can get to the point to where I'm generating a reasonable amount of money from this. You can invest it back into your media empire. Well, here's the thing is this would support everything because keep in mind the conflict that I have as an opinionated political guy who also tries to do business in the community. You know, I, I got to and I don't, you know, I don't bite my tongue as much as uh, I probably should. But, you know, my opinions and things like this, this will drive a number of people away. So you got to play the game of when you're doing business in town of, of schmoozing and, and not making your opinions all that heard. You don't want to offend people. You don't want to do whatever. If I make my living or at least a, a good portion of it from selling fucking T-shirts, I can be the most obnoxious, most opinionated, most genuine person I could ever be. And it doesn't matter if I piss people off. Well, that's why they call it fuck you money. Exactly. And, and so that's the type of thing that, that I'd like to get to. And, again, help other people get to. Help a lot of these other creators and these other people that are opinionated and, and, and things like that. that. They do when, they, when you make them sign a contract saying, I own 10% of your image. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not going crazy like that. You know, this type of thing is going to be very straightforward on, on other people's items. I'm not going to make a whole lot. My, my hope is to make it in volume. And again, the, the draw will be they get to recoup a lot more than they would from any other business so, or any other merch option. So, you know, I, again, it's a, a type of deal where hopefully, yes, I absolutely want to benefit from it, but I want to benefit by helping others and we'll see. It, it could all crash and burn and, and, and whatever, but the advantage that I have apparel, to this... Sorry? If we're doing apparel, I've got an idea I'm going to pitch to you, okay? All right? So we've all been there. We all used whatever we could use back in the day for cleanup when we, you know, we first discovered masturbation and stuff, <laughs> and we would use all types of coarse things to clean up with. Like, you know, just the closest thing. You're like, what if... Now... Hear me out on this, okay? I mean, we want to we wanna make the experience that much greater. You know those microfiber towels that people clean their glasses and their expensive, like, sunshades with and stuff? Yep. Yes. A cum rag made out of microfiber that does not chafe an already chafed area. Because I'm telling you, my jack, <laughs> se jack sessions back in the day were marathons. That's that's interesting. You know, I, I hadn't thought of that, but you know, masturbation with tools logo, might be a market. With, I want the face with you and the short hair smiling <laughs> as the wipe up area. Well, I mean, that might be a little much, but or a facial hair. we we can I can sell custom socks too, so that might be oh, yes. that might be a way to go. If you go to uh, this was this was one of the first things that I I just fucked around with. And I left it here because I just think it's goofy. Oh, yeah. I like it. But you know, if you want my face on a bathing suit, that's available now, right now for thirty nine ninety nine. Now, can we go now? I don't know if you remember this, but back in the like the high side bikinis that the the ladies would wear with the big like 
I know what you're talking about, the big V. And, and they got it pulled up so much. You're like, how is that not inside you right now? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good question. That would be killer to sell. So this dress, by the way, you might think it's a real good pattern. And when you look close, let's see if I can. I, this. I don't know if I can even do it. Yeah, is I, it one of those paintings where you look at it long enough, a sailboat appears? Well, if if you were able to look a little closer, you'd realize that it's me. This is a picture of me as a pattern. Oh, and uh, I, you, you do listen to Bubble a lot, which I'm not. You may. make it about yourself, which is the way to go. I do have my own knockoff chucks. Oh, I would wear those all day. Which I'm pretty excited about. And, you know, some knockoff boots. So we're going to try the footwear game, too. I don't know. If I can get an audience in a reasonable following, I've got a very exciting other specialized product. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but um, if we... As it's not me, if you want to put my face on a flashlight, <laughs> you're more than willing. I mean, if you can make a few bucks off of it, I do not care. I don't know if that would sell, to be honest with you, buddy, but... Oh, come on, I'm a twink. I'm a nerd twink. This guy right here, if you follow me on Facebook, I think is the most appropriate Matt Major shirt ever because I am a true grammar Nazi when it comes to that one particular thing. If you can't spell your or use the right your, I will jump on you like that, like an asshole. Uh, yeah, I will too, but I, I feel kind of bad sometimes. I don't. I, I do because it's like, do they really know? So we've been we've been zipping through all these uh, these different kind of catching up things, which I'm happy with. But I want to let's let's talk a couple of real topics and get into a couple of things. And I've of course in in grand radio prep fashion, I've got a lot more than I probably need. But you know, I want to talk about a lot of things. One thing that's been real hot lately. I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you listen to Howard much these days. I used to. Have you seen or heard anything of Howard's interview with uh, Governor Cuomo? No, I did not. But I, I mean, I read a little bit of a little bit of it. But I know Howard, and I pretty much know how the interview went. So yeah. So anybody that knows Howard, Howard is one of the best interviewers there ever was and ever will be. And 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 I will defend that till the death because. What Howard can do is he will sit there with you and he will take the most guarded person. And Governor Cuomo isn't the most guarded person, which is kind of an interesting thing. But Howard will take the most guarded person and in a half hour of an interview, he will wear them down to the point to where he will ask them deep personal questions that you didn't necessarily see coming. And he will get an honest answer out of them. And it's one of the things that I think is is just truly incredible. If you have a chance, go watch this interview or, or listen to it on Sirius with the governor and Howard. One of the things that I, I really want to play for you here in just a second is this segment where Howard talks to the governor about his late father. Now, if you know anything about Governor Cuomo in, in New York State, you'd know that Andrew Cuomo's father was Mario Cuomo. He was governor before Andrew was, obviously. And 
a lot of people, myself included, thinks, oh, that's the governor's kid. You know, they grew up this rich, famous, powerful family. His dad didn't get into politics or, or didn't get didn't become the governor until Andrew was in his 20s. So he was a regular, average, kind of uh, middle-class family guy all his life until his 20s. And to me, I think that's that's kind of a, an interesting thing because it really shows a lot of this, you know, our misconceptions and things like that are, are just not there. But in the interview, and this is one of the things I was talking about where Howard gets deep, he talks to him about his father's shoes. And one of the things Andrew does to feel a connection to his father, and it, it, it seems like the whole purpose almost the reason that he's a governor that he's in politics was to get closer to his father because his father wasn't there and now that he's passed he'll frequently put on his father's shoes to kind of feel that connection again and this is just something that i I think it's kind of interesting it's not something that you would have expected out of a governor especially the way that he opened up and it was really cool i I think it's a fantastic interview at all though like i mean I, it is, I mean, yeah. I, I get it. I get it because, but it's not my father, so I'm kind of like, that's weird. But sure. If I had a pair of my dad's shoes around and he was gone, yeah, I'd probably keep him around. But I just don't know, like, if I is it trying to be metaphorically like I'm stepping into your shoes, Pop? Have I made you proud? Oh, exactly. That's that's. Uh, I, I think exactly what's going on here. It's just a little weird, but I get it, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting. But like I said, if if you have a chance, go watch that interview. Listen to that interview. It's worth a listen, especially if you're a a Cuomo uh, fan or a a hater, I guess, I would say. It's worth a listen just to get some perspective. While we're on Stern, let me me ask you, what what do you say to the people that the, the hardcore fans, because in radio this always happens. You guys sold out. You're not the same. You, you forget about your audience. Do you, do you think that Howard does sometimes, like, here, I'll give you an example. He, he kind of softballed Hillary a little bit, but that's understandable for that to be able to happen because yeah. he's got to get these type of guests and he's got to play ball a little bit. What do, you, what do you say to those people? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right. There's, there's a bit of, of playing ball, absolutely. But I don't know. Howard, to me, is the same Howard that he's always been. And, and I'm sure that he's evolved and he's changed a little bit, as every person does. But, you know, usually people give you that criticism because Howard gives a take that they don't like. You know, it's like, oh, he sucks now because he said Trump sucks and, and I like Trump. Well, no, he's always spoke his mind, and in the past it was cool because you happened to agree, now you happen to disagree, so he's a hack. You know what I mean? It's just a, yeah. a just a shitty, uh, weak criticism in my mind in, in most of these cases. Uh, I still think he does great interviews. I mean, I've, uh, the ones that I catch are good. I mean, now, what do, you, what do you think about Rogan? What do you think about his interviewing? I think he still has some stuff to learn because, like, I, I don't know, man. Sometimes the, the conversation just gets way out there. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not a huge Rogan guy, and, and for no reason. I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with him. 
His style is interesting. He is not the brightest guy in the world, and he'll admit that, which I respect. What I don't like is the amount of weird hate that he gets from different groups. People on the left, and this is a problem in in general, but people on the left have this real big problem with letting someone speak who they don't agree with. And and they they call it platforming, and they hate Joe Rogan because he he talks to these people like Alex Jones and these these other lunatics that that we don't agree with and we think are crazy, and he's an asshole for just talking to them, and that's a concept that I reject wholeheartedly, and and I don't like that criticism whatsoever. I think Rogan puts a lot of shit out there and leads people to think about or or figure it out on their own and he doesn't claim to be the end all which i respect yeah. and you know good for him He's i guess like the ordinary guy asking the questions that the ordinary guy wants to know about yes so the ordinary person could understand it yes and that's okay like that's those are conversations we should have conversations we should not have is this horrific take uh, this is from Deutsche Bank. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because they've been tied up in everything corrupt and Trump and international banking and, and money laundering and all kinds of things lately. Like most financial institutions, these people are just total douchebags. But their solution to fixing the economic problems of the world, they're not just saying this in the United States, but their answer to fix the problems that COVID has caused is to tax workers who are now working from home. Keep in mind, the billionaires have almost, in some cases, doubled their wealth during the pandemic. Not like they made a lot of money in the last few years, like since March, since the lockdown started, and millions of people lost their jobs or lost significant amounts of their income. These assholes have doubled their money. But this asshole bank comes out and says, well, you know, the answer to fix this economy and all the downturn is to tax the people that are working. So they're talking about here in the United States. Well, well, they're, they're talking about the world. This is their, their answer well, to solve the, the world's economic problem uh, okay, that sure. has been created. Right here. Uh, marijuana worldwide and start taxing religious groups. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's here's the the key that they highlight in this quote. For years we have needed a tax on remote workers. COVID just made it obvious. We we need a tax and and their now their logic for this is that when you work from home, when you don't commute, when you don't go to stores and buy lunch near your office and so on and so forth, you are contributing to the economy less. This is their this is their argument. And for that reason, you should be taxed. The irony of this, the irony of this whole fucking concept is this is the argument to tax the wealthy. <laughs> they are taking money and they are hoarding it, right? They are pulling it out of the economy. They're not paying people more. They're not investing. They're not buying new businesses. They're not developing new products. They're either putting it in the stock market or they're putting it in their bank account and they're just letting it sit. They are sucking this money out of the economy. They are shrinking the pool for the rest of us to circulate. 
they are the ones that need to be taxed for this exact reason. But these assholes think because I'm buying less gasoline in my car. First of all, because I'm buying less gasoline in my car, that means I can buy more shit when I shop online. That means I can order more takeout and delivery from Grubhub. That means, you know, I am not necessarily participating less. In some cases, especially with this COVID situation where everybody stocked up on everything, they cleared out the grocery stores, these retail stores had record sales. You could argue that these stay-at-home people spent more in the economy. Of course. I mean, yes. <clears throat> but, you know, the answer, of course, to the rich and the powerful and the banking and the finances, oh, we got a problem? Let's fuck that little guy a little harder. We'll get more out of him. What is your opinion on a flat tax where <laughs> we just taxed on services, services and goods? Flat tax is an absolutely horrible idea. And the reason I why... I hear a lot of people talking about Yeah, that. yeah, no, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that to, like, be a dick to you. I'm just... Oh, no, 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 I just... You know, I hear a lot of people like, oh, if you want a real fair tax, you know, you go with flat tax. If and that's, you know, that's a simple concept, right? That's, that's a very easy concept when people talk about the inequalities of, of taxing and how, you know, the richer tax more. Well, let's just make it the same, right? We'll do well, you know, 10%, 20%, whatever it is, across the board, that's great. This is regressive for a couple of reasons. One is 20% of... $15,000 a year, which is a fixed income that a lot of seniors live on, believe it or not, is a hell of a lot different than 10% of $20 billion. Oh, of course. It's not the same thing. You know, the difference is that that person on the lower end, it hurts them to make that payment. On the top end, they don't even blink. And that's one of the reasons that you have progressive tax brackets. But the other the other thing that people talk about is and, and not necessarily a flat tax. I was kind of mixing that together. But uh, a, a national sales tax or a consumption tax is the other idea that people come up with. Instead of how m taxing on the money you make, we tax you on the money you spend. Yeah, that's well, that's kind of, I'm sorry. That's what I was yeah. kind of talking about. Yeah. Like, you know, so, you know, when you're buying services and goods, the more you buy, the yep. more you're taxing you on it. Here's the reason why that is, in my opinion, a, a horrific idea. The thing that people fail to really address or realize, they know it, but nobody ever thinks about it or talks about it, is the economy is fueled on spending, right? You don't have a job at McDonald's if there's nobody coming through the drive-thru. You don't have a job at the factory if nobody's buying the thing on the shelf at Walmart. You have to have buyers. You have to have consumers. Consumers fuel the entire economy. People talk about trickle-down. That's idiotic. It doesn't start with the money at the company and come down. It starts with the customer who buys something from the company to give them that money. And when you put, you know, what we want, we want more of that. Again, I, I said earlier, I talked about rich people hoarding money. The reason that's a problem is we need them to participate in the economy. We need them to spend that money. And when you put a tax on spending... Now you're encouraging people to not spend, right? You're like, well, I don't want to pay the tax on that new car, so I'm just not going to buy a new car. Now you are, you know, taking that money out of the economy, that sale for that salesman, that, that factory worker in the GM plant, 
now you've hurt all of those people because of this tax plan. And that's why consumption tax is the absolute wrong thing to do. And, and spending is what we need. And a lot of conservatives hate when you when you say that. But that's what fuels the economy. You can't save your way to a booming economy. You have to spread that money around a little bit. And, you know, people, oh, you're talking about redistribution. I'm not. I'm talking about enjoying your life, spend the money you make. You know, when people bitch about uh, the wealthy, well, he's got three homes and he's got one in every state. That's fucking awesome. I want you to buy two homes in every state. And the reason for that is for every home you buy, you're now funding a uh, local furniture shop because you got to furnish the place. You're now funding a local landscaper because they got to take care of the place. Especially if you don't live there, you're funding, you know, housekeepers and things to keep the place up. Spending your money and, and doing those types of things is the thing that we want the rich and literally everybody to do. That's the point of the stimulus check, right? Yeah. See, a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize that here in the state of Florida is that we're going to be in a lot of trouble next year because we don't have a state income tax or everything is is off of the sales tax tourist tax people coming here to go to the theme parks and our state is going to be at such a deficit because of none of the money coming in because we don't have state income tax yeah yeah no that's uh that's a big challenge you know florida you were able to to get away with that for years because you got the tourism tax, right? Florida being the big destination, you know, they said, and hey, it's great. We're going to let the tourists pay our bill. Fucking awesome, right? You got to put up with the the hassle of them on your roads and everything like that. I, I think that's wonderful. But now with the tourism industry decimated, it's it's a little scary. Yeah, somebody wrote this book comparing Florida's economy to a Ponzi scheme. Like, that you need a certain amount of people coming in every single day because one of Florida's main tourists are the people that are moving here. Like, I think they say they gain a couple of thousand or maybe like a thousand a day come to the state of Florida. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And, And like I said, it, you know, who expected this? You know, think, well, Florida, they got a hurricane or something. Uh, you might knock something out for a week or two. But, you know, a plague that shuts down the world for months at a time, it's it's uh, it's crazy, our man. Governor, our governor is that fucking guy. to ride this bitch into the ground because he is Donald Trump on a state level. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand that guy. I don't understand why they do a lot of the things that they do. It's like you could be the winner. You could be the tough guy. You could be the Trump while still doing mostly right things. You know what I mean? And these guys choose to just do the asshole thing and beat their chest about it. I don't get it. I knew we were in trouble the day that I saw his first political advertisement, which with him and his family. And he's reading his goddamn son, The Art of the Deal. Oh, jeez. Trump. To put him to bed, like it's a goddamn fairy. I'm like, yes, this guy's a complete mark. Trump didn't even write that, or whatever book it was. I don't no, no, you're no, but I'm saying, like that's that's Trump's book, but it was written by a ghostwriter. Yeah, Tr- Trump it, didn't sit down and pontificate those things. That's the funniest part of that shit. Yeah, it was just, it was just really, really weird. So to change gears a little bit and talk about a, something a little more fun, another thing that I know you are into. Is Jeopardy? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're you're a Jeopardy guy. 
And of course, the great Alex Trebek passed away this what this past week, I think. It was this week. He was a guy, and and first of all, I gotta say, he died at eighty. I didn't even realize he was eighty. He had cancer when he died. He recorded the show up until the end for the most part. And the dude looked incredible. I got to say, if I can make it to 80 and still look like that, I'll be all right with tapping out then. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Good for him. But So now there's the big debate of who to replace him with. And I mean, that's, it, it's, it's kind of a bad gig. I mean, I, I don't know if I would want it because whoever, whoever is next in line... You need that little buffer. You need that one person between you and Alex Trebek that got fired because he was compared to Alex Trebek. Okay. See, that's that's an interesting take. I, I and I can appreciate that. You need the, you know, the get over it guy. The uh, look at that mustache. Right. Him and Tom Selleck rocked the biggest, best mustaches back then. <laughs> He did really. This is uh, these are some of his other shows. Alex Trebek was getting so much puss back then. Yeah, he was too. He was the man. Look at him. Look at that dude. He's probably got a hog down to his knee. (laughs) (laughs) But so you know, the big question is now who will replace him? I, I honestly, I hadn't thought of that, but I like what you're saying. You need that interim, get over the hump, person. Uh, yes, I, I agree. I mean, I got my list, but and then, then I got some of the ones that they're throwing out there that I just absolutely Well, so this article from uh, Comic Book Magazine or ComicBook.com uh, is talking about a petition of people calling for LeVar Burton, which LeVar Burton's cool, although I feel like this is totally random. He like, has to wear the glasses, the, that little Ray-Ban thing. The Star that, Trek that visor? Star Trek. Yeah. That, that would be pretty cool. I personally, you know, it's been rumored, and I personally think that Ken Jennings is the guy to do it, you know, the, the all-time winningest Jeopardy champion of all time. Uh, he's a guy that does currently work on the show. He's a producer on the on the show, so it, it seems like a, a field promotion type of uh, natural fit. A lot of other people have, have debated with me, though, and, and some people feel like, he doesn't want the limelight and things like that, which I think is foolish because he's made his living on being this Jeopardy celebrity ever since. I've seen him all over podcasts. I've seen him on live comedy shows. I've seen him on Who um, Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. So the idea that he doesn't want limelight is is just goofy. What do you think? Who's who's on your list, Tuttle? All right. I am going completely different here. Okay. Um, you need to go with a female. I got two female oh. candidates. Oh, okay. All right. Maya Gonna look weird with a mustache. From from Big Bang and Blossom, or oh, Danica McKellar that played Winnie Cooper on The Wonder Years. Dude, these are incredible fucking choices. I, I but wow. Danica McKellar is one of the smartest women in the United States. Like she is, she has like. Three or four degrees, I think, from all of the most prestigious schools you could ever think well, of. And everybody loved Winnie Cooper. Both of them that you mentioned, Maya Bialik, like you mentioned, has a PhD. Exactly. She's legit. So either one of those, that's a, wow, that's, that, I hadn't even considered such a thing. 
Winnie Cooper, as I will call her, because that's honestly that is kind of like her one hit, right? I mean, she's been in a lot, lots of uh, Lifetime movies and shit. Go to go to her Wikipedia page and and just look. She she has like some of these math equations like named after her. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a brilliant mathematician, I guess you would say. Yeah, so, I mean, and she's still pretty hot, and I'm telling you, that was... She is. Problem. I follow her on TikTok. Yeah, no, I, I do, man. She's... I, But, it's it, so, it's like, I she's gone through a different phase now where she's a little bit older. I'm like, holy crap, you know, that's mature Winnie Cooper, a little bit more hotter, she's got <laughs> some kids. I, I was a huge Blossom fan when I was younger, <clears throat> and honestly, I'm not sure... I don't know. I'm not sure why they made her look so frumpy in Big Bang. I guess the whole point is is to be the, you know, this nerdy person. But it's like she's she's cooler than that, and they're purposely yeah. trying to make her look like shit. I didn't really yeah. appreciate that. So those are my two choices because I think if you had two female in there, and think if you get Blossom, I mean, Big Bang was the biggest show on TV for the longest yeah. time. People are gonna tune in just to watch her as well. I, I think anybody is going to get the the new host rub, right? Everybody's going to tune in to see and, and, and hopefully see them fail, I think, is, is going to be a lot of people's goal. But, yeah, those are those are fantastic choices, Tuds. I really like My those. My God, it is November, and it is hotter than hell down here in Florida right now. Jesus Christ. There is a frost on the lawn. Where where I live, although last week it was in the seventies, which is crazy. Yeah, it's like eighty six here, one hundred percent humidity. So I wanted to run about an hour, We're running a little bit over that, but I want to get to at least one more okay. good story as long as you got time. Yeah. And and I think with the exception of a couple little hiccups, I'm I'm pretty happy with the way this first kind of test show has gone. Yeah, I gotta I'm fix, I gotta tweak a couple of technical things, but other than that, free Britney. You know anything about free Britney, Tuttle? No, I, uh, now, can I tell you? I actually got the bowl with Britney Spears. No shit. Th- yeah, this was because you know, being in Orlando, I, I was just an intern on the monsters. I really didn't get to talk to her because as an intern, they tell you, you know, hey, don't speak unless you're spoken to. Sometimes. Sure. But we were at Johnny Wright's house, who was one of the producer of NSYNC and Britney Spears at the time. Okay. And we went there to one of the CD release parties, and the guy's got like an eight-lane bowling alley down below his house, which I don't know if you know Florida. It's kind of hard to dig into the ground because you're Yeah, you don't find water. a lot of basements. Yeah, so I don't know how he did it. He must have a full-time pump running, but they had— a bowling alley down there. So this is before either one of them. There's there's Justin Timberlake and 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 Lance Bass and all the people there. And no then, shit. And then Britney, Britney's there. It's Britney, bitch. Yeah. So that was that was kind of cool. Was she was she cool? Did you talk to her? I uh, no 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 no. I didn't talk. She talked to everybody else on the show. But I mean, very very personable. That's cool. The 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 long and the short of this this story, and you'll see hashtag free Britney. 
If you remember uh, a few years back, I believe it was in 2012, Brittany had a breakdown, a very public breakdown. She shaved her head. she shaved her head and attacked the car with the umbrella? Yep. And she went into the hospital, mental hospital, for a short term because of it. And since that, she has been put into a, a conservatorship. And what this means, basically, is is they tell an adult... Another word for Scientology. Yeah. They they tell an adult that you're not qualified to be an adult, and someone else has to make your life choices, your your finance choices, and, and so on and so forth. And they did this, and they put her father in charge. Oh, horrible. Brittany has been fighting this for a couple of years now. She hasn't been seen much, and, and purposely... Because she wants, not necessarily out of this conservatorship, she's not trying to claim that she's perfect and and she can handle all the shit herself, which many argue that she is and she could, but she just wants her father off of this. She wants an independent person put in charge of her stuff. We lost you, but I think we got you back. There we go. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm here now. Can you hear me? Yep. So she's she's been going to court now, again, not to end the conservatorship, but just get her father off it because she's got issues with him. A lot of people, and this is where the conspiracy, the hashtag Free Britney comes in, a lot of people think that she's being like held against her will prisoner by this guy. That might be a little overdramatic, a little overclassification of the situation, but she's saying that she is afraid of her father. And she wants out of this. She's been going to court, and there was just a ruling that the judge decided that they couldn't remove her father from the conservatorship. Now, how old is she now? She's uh, she's our age. She's forty something, thirty nine something, I think. I'm trying to see if All it right, says. So, so when you're that age, how does it feel like you? Okay, this is the other thing. Think about this. Like, all right. If she can't even take care of herself, there's no way she has her kids, right? And what does it say that if somebody like Kevin Federline has <laughs> the kids over you? I mean, that right there is something that you might want to, you know, try to hang yourself from a ceiling fan on, uh, I, you know? I'm not I'm not sure whether or not she has her kids. I think she might, but I, I could be mistaken there. It seems like she's under supervision a lot, so... Have you seen these creepy ass videos of her just dancing? Yeah. Oh man, I actually find it kind of hot because <laughs> because you want me to be honest, like she's dancing uncomfortably, okay? And 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 this is how I take it to the next level to be able to you know get some pleasure out of it is that I imagine that somebody's holding a camera, but they have a nine millimeter pointed at her behind <laughs> the camera that you can't see. And she's having to dance at gunpoint. You're into weird shit, Tuttle. But, uh, come on, man. That's that's a little hot, man. I mean, kind of. So what will happen next? And in, in will the Free Britney movement do anything for her, I guess, is is the big question. She's not going to perform. She refuses to perform while this, this goes on. She still has that choice, I guess. They can't force her to do shit. Keep in mind that she's gone through this. She had a residency in Las Vegas while that's this a, was going on. A great gig, by the way. Yeah, and you know, while she was doing that, she was still under the thumb. It was almost like she was still a child star. 
where her father had control of all the money she's making, the business decisions she's making there. It's fucked up, you know, and, and maybe she has some mental issues like most people do. But the fact that it's it's got to be in this exact situation, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Do you think maybe? Do you think maybe that she really didn't get to have a childhood? Oh, absolutely. And 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 now, like, she never evolved or 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 grew up. That she's still like a kid, and we're like, hey, Brittany, we can't trust a kid. I mean, would you give a kid a couple million dollars and right. say, hey, have at it? Yeah. No. I. I mean, there's probably some truth to that, but the at the same time, how many other actresses or or child stars or or Barrymore uh, was one of the first ones that you I know, can remember back in the day. Well, I am saying or, or even, you know, young musicians that that did well. How many of them are in that same boat and are reckless and waste their money and are act like a child at 40 years old but they don't they don't legally have their father controlling their shit, you know what I mean? I think this is a, a real rare situation and it's driven by in most people's opinion this father this very controlling father who's been behind them both Brittany and her and her sister's career the whole time he's kind of a Billy Ray Cyrus getting rich off my kids motherfucker Jessica Simpson I was just going to say that same as out. same as the Simpsons dad you know how could a judge not say just all right let's just make it fair let's just tap you out of it Let's let's end this controversy and this conflict and just put this independent attorney or whoever they wanted to put in an independent third party. I don't understand any judge in the world that, that wouldn't go for that. Don't yeah. Scratch a check. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's a crazy thing, but. That's what's going on in the world. Well, I had of a lot of fun sports. doing this today with you, Matt. You know, like I, there were a couple of times where I jumped in, but you know, it takes a couple of shows to get some chemistry. And yeah, stuff, and I thought it was pretty good for the first one. Absolutely, I agree with you, man. And the other thing is the the Skype. There's a hair of a delay, so it's a little hard to to not step on people. I know the first time I appeared on CNN, they did it via Skype, and if you watch the clip, it looks like I I I don't respond to one of the things they say to me because I didn't hear it. You know what I mean? But but yeah, I'm pretty happy with it, man, and I I very much appreciate you joining me. We're gonna do again some more of these test shows, but then get rolling again. The guy asked who jumped in. Is this gonna be a regular thing? That's that's the goal. I'm not uh, declaring or announcing any schedule at this particular moment, but the goal is to do this on a regular basis and have some fun with it. It is my hope to have again some some kind of rotating guests hosts which I think Tuttle will probably be a, a very frequent one. We'll get some of the other guys. You know, our, our buddy Phil Farda, everybody loves Farda. Farda loves to sleep, though, so doing an 8 a.m. show will be a challenge, but I promise you we will get him one day, probably before he goes to bed. And and we'll do, uh, we'll do a lot of fun stuff, and we'll have a good time. So I thank the folks for watching. I ask you to go to 315 Live and, and follow. These things will be up as an archive soon and also make sure you're checking out Tuttle's show he's got a brand new show every day those episodes again are on 315 live both an audio and video version of them and he does a great job Tuttle what do you got coming up on the the next episode or today uh, I guess I don't know here I mean I I just write random things down like I've noticed like 
I've gotten, I've had to train myself. Like when I get really high from smoking a little bit of weed, I, I come up with some brilliant ideas yeah. and I write them all down and, and I got to be kind of detailed because some of the stuff that I think of, I'm like, what the, were you thinking at this yeah. time? And, and then I'll, I'll, I'll transcribe them and I'll be like, all right, then, then I'll do that. And I've got like a long, long list of stuff like That's that awesome. I just go to every single day. The other thing I'd like to, I mean, I got a lot of plans and a lot of these plans hinge on getting some traction and developing an audience. Cause I very, very, very much want a, a big audience participation, both in the live streams and, yeah. and, and otherwise, but you know, I'm excited. I've, I've got some ideas. Tuttle is an incredibly good on the man on the street type of interview. Oh um, yeah. So I'm excited to do a little bit of that. You know, we didn't even talk about your run in with Caitlin Bennett. Yeah. But, God damn it. I want to talk about it. See, you know, that's the type of stuff that, that really bugs me. It's like, when and people don't realize this when i was at that trump rally you got to keep your head on the swivel the whole yeah. time like seriously like because you could be saying one thing and then like you could be taking a, a right hand out of nowhere from yeah. somebody that just sucker punch you and i just was not paying attention and she asked me a question and i was just so into it like when you're in the middle of yeah. something it was like a great white shark where your eyes roll in the back of your head i was on that preacher and i didn't realize goddamn caitlin bennett was asking me fucking questions yeah you you were focused on on uh, nailing this preacher for defending yeah. child touching and you were doing a great job but you didn't realize she he was asking me a question and i'm like <laughs> she realized i don't want any part of this dude because caitlin like could have went after me, but she really didn't. Like she well, just threw out that one little thing. I'm like, bitch, come on! I wish he, you would have came after me. Here's the thing: she couldn't have went after you. And, and the yeah, problem with I Caitlin got, Bennett did, did is, did you shit your pants? That's all you got to ask. It, it's the Trump. Yes. Part. Did you shit your pants? Um, but the thing about that is, like, it almost bothers me because she's got a good following and she's got a good thing going on. She's clearly got a crew. You know, she's got a cameraman. She's got the whole deal. Somebody, somebody's feeding her a lot of money, which is great. But she does the most intellectually devoid fucking content ever. If you go watch her videos, and at some point we will, we'll do some Caitlyn Bennett react Please. content. Her videos, the majority of them are other people owning her. And she puts them out in the video and thinks, ha ha, I got those stupid libtards. Like, no, they made you look like a dumbass. And you promoted it, it which I love. You know what I mean? But she can't, she has like weird... You know, if you start talking about issues or policies, she's like, well, what about Hunter Biden's asshole? Like, I literally just watched one of her videos most recently, and that was her response to anybody. She was harassing them whether or not, asking them if they voted for Biden. And if they did, she would talk about literally Hunter Biden's asshole as if that should have any relevance to anything in the world. And it's and like if she came up to me, if she came up to me and I'd said, what about Hunter or Biden's asshole? I'd be like, hell yeah, I want to party with that dude. Yeah, he's getting paid. He's doing cocaine and he's banging hookers. I'm like, yes, count me in. He needs to be on Biden's cabinet immediately. And that's the thing. That's what I would love to see is a guy like you that can hold your own and, and really is is swift on your feet. Because her other go-to move, and she did a lot of this because she's down in Florida right now. And uh, she might have even Wait, been on. she is where I'm in Florida. I, I feel like the most recent video, I don't know if she's still there, but the most recent video I saw looked like it was on Clearwater Beach. But she was going around. She's going around the beach, 
you know, talking to random people that are enjoying their day off, they're on vacation. They don't, they're not there to talk about politics or get into this shit. They're just random people having a good time. A lot of them are drunk and stoned, just Hi. enjoying their vacation. And she's going up to these people and trying to talk about politics. And they don't give a fuck, right? And yeah. then she uses that, oh, he can't even answer the question. Oh, he walks away. Oh, he can't. It's because nobody wants to deal with your dumb ass. They're on fucking vacation, lady. These are not people at a political convention that claim to have some sort of opinion, you know? Yeah, I'm not talking politics with some twenty early 20-year-old or something. Get out of my face. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I don't know. But but we will do that. I would love to interview her, and I will, and you know, the left will give me shit for quote-unquote platforming her mm-hmm. if, if I dare talk to her, but fuck them. I would love to have a, a real conversation with her because the other thing is, aside from the political things, Again, I'm big into content, and I, I respect people that have built a, a big content game. She has undeniably done that. Uh, she's captured an audience. Now you could say it's an audience of idiots. But that's something that I would talk to and have a legitimate, non-confrontational conversation about, and and I think we could learn from. So, you know, the same comes if you listen to me in the past. You've heard me say that Rush Limbaugh is an undeniable a huge success in the broadcast business. I don't agree with anything he says, but you cannot deny uh, the sex- success that the man has had, and, and that's something to respect on that level. So that's kind of the way I roll. But we could go on forever, but we got to end this fucking thing. And the goal will be, the reason I'm going to try to do a show in the morning, just, just so folks know, is so that when it's over, I can immediately cut it and post those episodes to the podcast feed and then go about my day. When we used to do a show in the middle of the day, it was great for folks that wanted a good show in the middle of the day, but it totally destroyed my fucking day. And I have too many other things that go on that, you know, might run long or get pushed into others. I can't dedicate a show uh, in the middle of the day or even afternoon drive. So we're going to aim for first thing in the morning. It's the first thing we do. Uh, it's done and it's done right every day. So I'm excited about that when the when the time comes. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on, man. Check out everything. Go to Tuttle.net, but you can get me 315live.com. That sounds great, man. Thank you for joining us. Tuttle, everybody watching, thanks. Go check out the merch. The merch.link is the place to go. We got some cool shit. Subscribe, like, follow, do all that, whatever. I don't know. Goodbye.